Chapter Three of What the Boys Did Over There by Henry Fox. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On the Flanders Front by Sergeant Jack Winston. It was in November 1915 we were at Kimmel Hill when the wet weather started in. I remember one night I was sent out of the trenches to the dump near the dressing station for rations. We had no communication trenches then, owing to the heavy shelling we were getting from the German artillery, and we never had the guns to come back at them. We had to go out at dusk through the fields, known to us as overland. We got down to the dump all right, but coming back the Germans saw us and they turned three machine guns on us. I was about fifty yards from the front line when the barrage started. My pal was just behind me. About four yards from us was an old French trench with about three feet of water in it. I jumped into that with my pal. The Germans kept the barrage up for about a half an hour, and as soon as it stopped, I made my way for the front lines. Just imagine what condition I was in when I reached there. I was soaking wet, but the rations were worse. Well, anyhow, I had to do my sentry duty just the same, because if one man was shy those days, it put all the work on some of his comrades. I could not get a change of clothing, so I took off my pants and wore my blanket like a Scotchman would his kilts. It's wonderful to me the hardships a man can contend with. We could get very little water up the front line, and water means an awful lot to a man over there. Well, there was a creek running from the German front line across no man's land and into our trench, and coming over no man's land, it ran over quite a few dead bodies. We were told by our medical officer not to drink this water because the Huns might have put poison into it. But we had to get water someplace, so we all took a chance and drank it, and I am still alive and just as good as ever. We were in the trenches for six days at a time. What good times we used to have when we were out in our billets. It was there we used to get the chance to have a good feed from the Belgian peasants. Eggs and chips was our favorite dish. Even when the men are out of the trenches, they have to be ready in case of an attack. One night we got the orders from the front line that the trenches had caved in, and of course we had to go up and help the boys build them up again. It was this night, while carrying up sandbags, a bullet struck my right arm. I made the front line all right, but as soon as I was dressed by the stretcher-bearer, I was sent back to the dressing station to the medical officer to receive attention. I was then sent to the field hospital, and the next day I was removed on an ambulance train and sent to the base hospital in Etople. I might state that this hospital was an American hospital. How wonderful it was to me to find myself back in a nice white bed again. I was there for two weeks and then sent to a convalescent hospital for another week. At the beginning of December, I found myself on the way back to the front line. 
of course all my pals who were still there were glad to see me again but believe me it was hard to leave that nice white bed and go back somewhere in the mud i made the best of it i knew it was doing my duty as every soldier does i had quite a few narrow escapes after that one day as i sat in the trench a german high explosive shell hit the next bay to where i was and when they explode they throw up with them all loose stuff that is in their reach this one threw up an old french bayonet which missed my head by about two inches but as long as it did not hit me i should worry our routine there was six days in the front line six in the billets and six in the reserve the only thing i did not like about the reserve was that the poor fellows that got killed in the trenches if there was anything left of them to give a decent burial were brought out of the trenches at night and put into an old barn near the dressing station until the next morning for burial it was our duty to watch the bodies so that the rats would not eat them just imagine about six fellows lying in an old barn all riddled with bullets and shrapnel and the wind blowing and the rain coming through and to go and look at these poor fellows with a flashlight some with their heads and arms blown off but we had to do it from kimmel hill we were moved in march nineteen sixteen to st elwa where we put up a good scrap against heavy odds i pulled through that all right i remember we took some prisoners there was a little scotchman in my company who was always looking for souvenirs and he brought a big german down the trench and made a grab for his hat the dutchman made a grab for it and said if you want to catch a cold i don't i thought that was very funny but jock did not from there we moved to the somme and it was here that the first british tanks were used i got it again on the morning of september fifteen from a german high explosive was buried receiving shell shock and some wounds a few days later i found myself in a hospital and had a wonderful time but i found that the doctors would not let me go back to france so i was returned to canada i was in canada two weeks when i came over to the good old u s a to help recruiting for the british and canadian army i have worked on the liberty loan drives red cross knights of columbus and all other drives to keep the boys over there one thing to my sorrow during the fourth liberty loan drive was that i sold all the buttons of my overcoat to each person who bought a five hundred dollar bond the only thing that worried me was that i never had enough buttons but as we all know a fellow would not want to have two or three hundred buttons on his coat to fasten i only wish i was in france to stay to the finish and come back with the rest of the boys who were left End of chapter 3